Market. The S&P, the ISX. Stocks. This is Motley Fool Money. G'day fools, I'm Scott Phillips, the Motley Fool's Chief Investment Officer here in Australia. Welcome back to another in our increasingly popular series. I say it every week, but every week it gets more popular. Our series called Stock of the Week. It's popular not because of me, you'll be happy to know, but because of the spectacularly fantastic analysts, the very bright people that I get to work with every single day who bring you some of their favourite stocks. Now, I'll mention the stock in a minute, but you're going to have to wait. I've got to give you my opening lines as I always do every week. But for those who haven't heard or seen this segment before, it's important that you know this. The first is we're going to bring you a buy recommendation from one of our Motley Fool services. But... That's as of today. <laughs> if you're watching this video in a few months or a year or a couple of years, I can't guarantee there'll still be buy recommendations. If you're watching this, just check the date. We're recording it in July 2021. Look, I hope it's going to be a, a buy for a very long time. I hope we deliver fantastic results. But as always, we reserve the right to change our mind when the circumstances do. Speaking of changing our minds, we can only give you general advice. We can't give you personal advice. So if you want to know how this suits your circumstances, make sure you see a licensed financial advisor. And lastly, we are long-term investors. This is not a recommendation for the next day or week or month. We're looking out three to five years, hopefully even beyond for long-term market-beating stocks. So when you watch this video, don't go and buy it tomorrow morning expecting to make a fortune by the end of the day or the week or the month or even the year. We are long-term investors, as I say. So with all that, by the way, we think long-term investing is going to give you great results. So we're not shy about it. We're not sorry about it. We think it's the best way to do it. So we think you should follow the uh, sort of investing that we do, sort of investing that we talk about, and the way we help our members. Let me introduce you to Motley Fool analyst Ryan Newman. Ryan's an analyst, portfolio manager, lead advisor, all-round good guy, smart bloke. I'm glad to have him on the Stock of the Week podcast and YouTube series. We'll get to that in a minute too. Ryan Newman, g'day, buddy. How are you? Thank you very much for having me, Scott. Uh, love your work on the disclosure as well. It's getting better and better. <laughs> That's we've had plenty of practice, mate. Yeah, I'm hopeful people aren't binging on this. Otherwise, they see exactly the same thing every week. But it's important, right? It matters. Uh, so, so those those sort of the setup matters, right? What you expect, what you do. Um, you know, what's the old definition of insanity? Is doing a different thing expecting the same result, or vice versa? Uh, the same thing expecting a different result. This is the key challenge. Mind you, mate. Last time we spoke, my phone rang during the recording. I'm going to double check. Yep, phone's on silent. I've, I've made it. I've made it this week, mate. I've, I'm improving as well. All right, let's get into what our viewers and listeners are here for, which is to find out our latest stock of the week. It is a buy recommendation for one of our services, and the company is not an electronic road business, but it is called eRoad. What exactly is eRoad, and what does it do? Yeah, that's exactly right, Scott. So the the company eRoad trades on the ASX uh, as well as the New Zealand Exchange. Actually, it's a New Zealand based business. Uh, ticker code ERD. It's a seven hundred and twelve or thereabouts million dollar market cap, uh, give or take. It's it's gone down a little bit uh, in the last couple of days, but uh, they are actually in the middle of uh, undertaking a fairly major capital raising, which I'll get into okay. shortly. Which sort of muddies the water a bit on the the market cap, but. <laughs> Roughly $700 million, uh, $6.34 per share as well. And basically what eRoad does is it operates in the telematics space. And telematics, that's probably a new word to... Telematics, yeah. It's it's probably a new word to a lot of investors. But basically, it's a hybrid of telecommunications and IT. And what we're really looking at there is, I I guess, the the delivery or the transmission of information and data uh, from, from a remote... Uh, from from some sort of remote device, in this case, a vehicle or a heavy truck, in, in uh, to be more specific, to mm-hmm. a piece of software. So this business is really uh, it's a hardware and software business, 
and is really about building uh, building a safer and more sustainable road around the world. It operates in New Zealand, Australia, and the United States at the minute, uh, with a particular focus, I guess, on aiding with compliance, also reducing administrative strains, uh, helping customer insights and actions through informative data, and also helping to reduce environmental impact. Uh, that, that's basically what Eero does is in, in a real nutshell. Right, so kind of I'm thinking, so Australians will be familiar with the, the truckies that have to fill in their logbooks. Now, I actually don't know whether it's uh, still on paper or whether it's genuinely electronic, but this feels like an electronic logbook business, maybe with a bit of GPS location and tracking. How am I going, mate? Is, is that the kind of telematics that Eero delivers? Yeah, that, that's really just one of the solutions that it delivers. And I mentioned a minute right. ago that it's got the hardware and the software element. So I guess you, you can sort of think about the heart of the, the e-road business or, or offering is it's uh, what, what we call an, the e-hubbo device. And they've actually uh, recently de- uh, recently developed and released their e-hubbo 2 device, so the second generation of it. But basically, that's like an advanced GPS uh, navigation system. And what that does is it, you know, just like uh, a lot of other navigation systems, it sits on the dashboard of the, the truck. It collects data and, and connects directly to the truck's uh, on, onboard vehicle. And the data is then transmitted to a cloud-based software portal, which is accessible by the customer's organization. So it's sort of, as I said a minute ago, moving from moving data from the truck itself to the organization uh, in the cloud. And I'll give you a primary example. And the, the primary mm-hmm. example is actually in its major market in New Zealand. Uh, and, and United States and Australia are growing, but New Zealand is still its dominant market. Uh, in New Zealand, it really acts as an electronic road user charging hardware solution, and, and the, the acronym for that is EROC. Now, just to give you a bit of background, if you when you go up and fill your, I, I don't believe you are, uh, you own a Tesla, do you, Scott? I, I think you're I still own a Tesla. The, uh, I'm, I'm a proud Hilux driver, Rhino, but I, I I do aspire one day to own the uh, the Cybertruck. So we'll see how we go. When you go to the petrol bowser and fill up. What, what is also being applied is a, a road tax, essentially. And that's, that's one of the ways that the government is uh, helping to maintain our roads. And everyone who, uh, who does fill up at the Bowser is actively contributing to that. Yep. But in many countries, the petrol is taxed at source. But if you're driving around a Mazda 6, or in your case, the Hilux, what you're doing is to the roads a significantly less amount of damage than what, say, a truck or a bus would be doing on a per litre basis. So it's not exactly the fairest of systems. It's, it's the, the most simplistic, but it's not exactly fair. Sure. So what, what countries like New Zealand have done is they've recognised that there's a different kind of more advanced system, but it's also a more complex system called the RUC system, road user charging system. Mm-hmm. And it's, rather than taxing vehicles at source, it's basically taxing vehicles for their road usage. And as we know, in order to remain compliant, uh, with anything that the tax office is going to is going to monitor, <laughs> it needs to be pr- it needs to be pretty damn precise. You can't right. afford to be you know you can't afford to be making mistakes here. So what the eHubbo device it, it does is it really generates that that data that is needed by the tax office and also by the the fleet manager, so that the customer mm-hmm. themselves. It can record things like which roads were used, when, what time. Uh, there's also a whole bunch of different licenses depending on you know the type of vehicle it is, uh, how many yeah, right. wheels it has, how, how many axles per wheel. So it's actually quite complex. Now, you can imagine how difficult that would be to, I, I guess, even just manage one vehicle. What if you're managing a fleet of them? What if you're managing 300 or 1,000 of them? It becomes virtually impossible. And I mean, if this is done via Excel, you can, you can understand how mistakes are going <laughs> to creep in. No, thanks. So the eHubbo device is 
the, the eHub device is really helping to uh, to achieve compliance in that regard. Uh, that isn't all it does. That That's, I guess, one of its major features. But uh, you mentioned the, the logbook a minute ago. That's another feature that it does. And it's really, I guess, to bring that into perspective, it's really trying to stay ahead of the curve. It's it's actively monitoring what's happening in the compliance markets uh, and, and on the roads and the road rules uh, in, across different markets and trying to develop those solutions ahead of time. So as an example, the logbooks is proving to be uh, quite, a, quite a popular uh, module. There's also safety event monitoring. Uh, they've worked with uh, TAC, I believe, to if a, if a car flips, for instance, then it will actively uh, monitor and alert emergency services. So that's okay. just an added uh, safety feature. There's driver daily fatigue for helping fatigue management. Uh, it, it can even be used for things like uh, the Australian fringe benefit tax, um, just a, another example. Oh, yeah, there. nice one. Yeah. Another piece of hardware solution that it has recently uh, released as well, which is uh, it's rolling out quite, quite strongly across the, the North American market, but I think it'll be quite a popular solution uh, in New Zealand as well as Australia in the coming years is the Clarity Dash Cam. And that, that's basically a two-way facing camera. It's fa- focusing on the driver as well as the road, focusing on those in- incidents and, you know, what could potentially happen. One of the key reasons why that is proven popular is uh, because it can actually help to reduce insurance premiums. So if you're a truck driver or a, uh, the, uh, a manager of a fleet, if you install those devices and therefore help to enhance your driver safety, you're also potentially reducing your insurance premium. Um, I'm going to just quickly mention as well, I, I, I mentioned a minute ago that they are in the process of undertaking a major capital raising. That is uh, for the purpose of acquiring a company called Cortex, a fellow New Zealand-based business. Now, this is a telematics vertical specialist provider. Now, I, I mentioned a minute ago that E-Road is very focused on trucks uh, and heavy mm-hmm. vehicles. Mm-hmm. Cortex... I guess helps to broaden its uh, broaden its focus. So they're focused on less than a truckload, uh, refrigerated transport, construction, and also waste and recycle. So by undertaking this acquisition, they do uh, significantly enhance their total addre- addressable market and also accelerate uh, eroads growth by a couple of years. So uh, that's a bit of background to what the company does, and and uh, certainly one of the reasons why I think it's attractive. And that is a remarkably thorough summary. Really appreciate that. Uh, fascinating to see kind of what's happening. As someone who was erroneously fined for holding a chocolate bar, which the camera thought was a telephone, as, as uh, some of my followers may know, I'll be more than happy to see if uh, Eero's new suite of if there's if there's a a chocolate bar or mobile phone module, I'll definitely get that one so I can accurately identify yeah. that. Uh, luckily, I got the fine overturned, but uh, Eero might have made it easier. Maybe a future development for them. Value stocks, market, stock market, index, share market. This is Motley Fool Money. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Talk to me about the investment itself. Talk to me about the growth, the value, the opportunity. What is it about E-Road that's attracted you specifically to recommend it to your members as a buy? Yeah, so look, Scott, I think it is it is an attractively priced uh, stock. It has come up uh, in price in the last uh, couple of months. But uh, so enterprise value of around $702 million. If we assume that the Cortex acquisition goes through, then we're probably looking at a sales base of around $138 million uh, for the 2021 financial year, which ended in, in March tw- 2021 for a New Zealand-based mm-hmm. business. Uh, we're looking at a an, uh, sorry, an, an enterprise value to trailing sales of probably around five times enterprise value to uh, EBITDA, which is operating operating earnings uh, of approximately 15 times. 
those kind of multiples you often don't find in a lot of other software or, or technology sort of businesses. And granted, this business is focused on hardware and software, so it's not a pure software play, uh, but it is still attractive in, in that regard. Um, so th- there's the attractive space, but I also think it's it's a really important product and solution that this company provides. So in terms of helping helping to uh, enhance compliance and actually helping companies to to actually save money in buy, in purchasing those road user licenses, mm-hmm. in, uh, in in insurance premiums, the list goes on, and also obviously in uh, in ensuring that their drivers are safe. You know that's a really important part as well, and and certainly a growing part of compliance too. So in that sense, it does become a mission critical solution for these businesses. Uh, I really like the hardware and software integration. Um, I think that's a really key uh, key part of this business. The transform- transformative acquisition of Cortex, I think, uh, does create a lot or has the potential to create a lot of value for this business. And I also really like the management team behind this. So the guy's name is Stephen Newman. Uh, no, no relation to myself. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> this is this is actually the guy who founded Navman. Uh, you, you're right, probably right. familiar with Navman. I am. Uh, I am. It, it was sold, uh, uh, I think, over a decade ago now. But um, the, the man behind that, obviously, a lot of experience in this market, uh, a really solid, uh, I guess, knowledge base about what's going on, and also a lot of passion. It's not all about the money for for this guy. It's about you know creating a safer road and and a more sustainable road, which I think is really important and you know, helps to drive that long-term mentality. Mm-hmm. I like it, mate. So a quality business, great management team. It reminds me, as you talk about the safe road, sustainable road of Wayne Gretzky's quote of, of skating to where the puck is going to be. And it sounds like E-Road is gearing up for, well, maybe not maybe not even the future in New Zealand. It sounds like the future is already there, but certainly the possibility that in markets like Australia and, and America that are multiples the size of New Zealand, if the technology and the regulation goes the same way, Heroes kind of ready to knock on a transport minister's door and say, "Hey, turns out we've got a solution for you. How about you? How about you put it in place? And we can we can facilitate it pretty quickly. That that's a pretty good combination of uh, of attributes to have. I should I should correct you too, mate. It's not a New Zealand company. It's an Australasian company. We'll claim all the good stuff like Farlap and Russell Crowe <laughs> and E Road. So it's one of Australasia's biggest and brightest businesses. Yeah, it's uh, my mate, mistake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me let me go then to the risk. We always try and highlight the risk. We do a recommendation to make sure our, in this case, listeners and viewers and certainly our members are prepared for the possibility of, of downside. I heard Howard Marks talk about risk the other day uh, as the list of things that could go wrong but probably won't or a list of things that, you know, all, all things that could go wrong even though some of them, only some of them will. Um, so let's talk about some of the risks for an investment in Eero, both the business and the investment itself. Sure. I think uh, one of the things to point out is that this company has actually done quite well through the COVID storm. Uh, it, it did manage to grow. Uh, it, it also managed to grow its its uh, installed units. It wasn't all smooth sailing though. Uh, so it has struggled, I guess, to keep pace in North America, uh, in particular through the lockdowns. Obviously, you know, there's less mobility uh, and also less ability to, I guess, sell to those clients. So uh, I, I want to highlight that they have done well through that environment, but I guess... In terms of growth uh, and growth expectations, if those lockdowns or, or if, if th- those markets that it operates in do go backwards, as Victoria and New South Wales have done uh, over the past couple of weeks, then I think that that would certainly impact growth expectations and could could uh, certainly have an impact on the business, uh, yeah. at, at least in the near term. Um, I think longer term, though, what we're probably more looking at is competition. Uh, competition is, is uh, quite high in this space. And I do think that in purchasing Cortex, it does help to mitigate some of that risk. That risk it, it 
it creates a more com- complete solution, uh, a more complete offering. So I think that does provide it with some protection, mm-hmm. but uh, competition is nonetheless a concern. Um, technological disru- disruption as well, I think, is another big one. So uh, at the minute, you know, the, the trucks themselves are, are putting their, the eHubbo device in their, in, their, uh, in their console. But over time, what if that device isn't actually needed? What, what if it's actually built into the software itself, into the, car, into the vehicle software? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I should point out that that is actually also a, an opportunity, a potential opportunity for eRoad to, to potentially be the company behind that software or that application. Uh, but also there, there is the risk that it's not. And, you know, if it's not, then that's, you know, quite a disruption. Um, I, I suppose as well in talking about the Cortex, uh, Cortex acquisition, any acquisition will introduce risk. Uh, I like the acquisition. I think it's an attractive one and I think it will be, I think it will be value enhancing for the business going forward. Uh, but of course it does introduce integration risks and, and there is also the risk that there is, you know, overpaying, uh, overpaying for the business. It's, about $180 million acquisition, so it's certainly not small. Um, E-Road has been highlighting that uh, an acquisition has been on the cards for a while now, but uh, this one was certainly bigger than what I was anticipating. So um, I I think a good acquisition, but again, it does introduce risks. Very nice. Thank you, mate. Now let's wrap it up. Let's give you the 60 seconds in the elevator from the first to the 31st floor as we take the journey. Give us a 60-second pitch why, after you've summarized it all nicely for us or you've detailed it nicely for us, let's bring it to a fine point. Why should our viewers and listeners consider buying E-Road? Look, Scott, the the world is changing. Uh, The rules of the road are changing with it and they need to continue changing with it. Quick example, uh, electric vehicles, uh, they're not going to be taxed at source because they can't be. They're they're charged overnight. Um, the The road rules need to change. But that's not that's not the only rule that needs to change. Uh, drivers drivers and businesses that operate uh, trucking fleets need to become more compliant, uh, and they also need more data. the The data that feed the, the data that this this device uh, and this software feeds is helping to create actionable insights and actionable uh, actionable, uh, I, I guess. Um, yeah, insights, insights and actions to, to help move the company forward, to help them save money, and also, I guess, to help the tax department save money. So it's sort of a winner, you know, win-win-win solution. Um, E-Road does provide solutions that will help the companies and the drivers to remain compliant. And uh, it's also made a really exciting, uh, game-changing, I think, acquisition that that I think will help take it to the next level in the next, in the next few years. Uh, certainly helped to accelerate its growth by two years helped it save uh, research and development expenses uh, and and efforts over the next couple of years because it's acquiring uh, some of those solutions already. Um, All around a a really good investment, I think. Very good, mate. You've done a very nice job of giving us a compelling pitch for E-Road, E-R-D. I'll certainly be looking that one up after this video. Well, not after the video. I'll wait till this goes live. We have our trading restrictions, of course, the Motley Fool, so I can do nothing until a couple of days, nor can you, until a couple of days after this hits the airwaves. Speaking of, Rhino, if you're, if, our, if our viewers are watching this on YouTube, check out the Motley Fool Money podcast. If you're listening to it on the Motley Fool Money podcast, check out our YouTube channel. This is one of the rare features that goes on both platforms. And I think you'll find not only these videos, like the one with Ryan, but also other videos, other podcasts, other content that we produce for free for you will be worth your time. If you're a podcast listener, as I said, thank you very much. Do check out the Motley Fool Australia YouTube channel. Just literally open YouTube, type in the Motley Fool Australia, pretty straightforward. 
if you're watching this on YouTube, jump on your favorite podcast feed, open Apple Podcasts, download Pocket Casts, go to the Listener app that are run by our friends at Southern Cross Australia, look up Motley Fool Money. It's the one with the white background logo. There is a US version. Motley Fool Money Australia, I host with Andrew Page. Check that out as well. If you're on the socials, give Ryan a follow on Twitter at TMFNewMy. That's T-M-F-N-E-W-M-Y. You can follow Ryan on Twitter. On Twitter and Instagram, you can follow me at TMF Scott P. You can follow The Motley Fool at The Motley Fool AU. And you can also jump on Facebook. I have a business or work Facebook page, Scott Phillips Money. So facebook.com slash Scott Phillips Money. Or you can go to facebook.com slash The Motley Fool Australia. There are so many places you can get some free good stuff from The Motley Fool. I do hope you'll take advantage of it because blokes like Ryan, well, they're paid. Not enough, probably. Oh, Ryan would say they're paid nicely to help our members, and very, very, very seldom do we pull back the curtain and give some free content out like this particular session. So, Ryan, thank you very much for sharing your recommendation of E Road. And, Fools, thank you for watching and for listening. All that's left for me to say is full on. Full on. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. The Motley Fool operates under financial services license 400691.